<laughs> Shall we start this? Um... Well, I thought we already had, but yeah. Welcome to show number 26, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, that's half a deck. You're, oh, that's, oh, yeah. The only right. little bit over is the Jokers, and that's where you come in. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're dealing with a full deck here almost. But you know, in every podcast or in every show, a lot of people say, boy, have we got a show for you or we have something good for you. But this time, <laughs> we really promises, mean it. Promises. Oh, it's, uh, I think you guys are really going to like this show. Oh, yeah. This we, is really fun. It's our snack show. Yeah, well, I, I certainly did have some issues. I had cable issues. And... <laughs> That's nothing to brag about, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm with you now, and boy, am I glad I am. I'm certainly happy for a, this very few minutes that we uh, did with our opening. <laughs> Indeed. Well, you were missed. Would you like to have Cooking with the Hazelnuts as a podcast? You can subscribe manually. The URL is http colon slash slash acbradio.org slash hazelnuts.xml. Thank you for listening. I mean, we've done other shows with some snacks, but I mean, this is, well, we're getting ready for the Super Bowl, right? We are. Not only do we have uh, food snacks, but we have rust snack. <laughs> <laughs> we do, because I was going to say, wait a minute, snacks for the for those who don't want edible snacks, uh, rust snack. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> well, I told them in my my portion of this how you had me under duress. Oh, we did. Not only I- under duress, under the gun too. Oh. <laughs> Ah, yes. Well, you can see that we're glad to be back with you after my absence. I haven't demonstrated this, but one time, one day, I will demonstrate how to make your own nachos in the air fryer. Yes. I I I want to. I'm going to put you under duress like you did for me (laughs) on this one. (laughs) I'll tell you what. I I did uh, something really, really kind of devilish uh, when I did that. I, I made them. I had the air fryer going, and as soon as I took the chips, I was just sliding them out of the air fryer, and I sent Debbie a WhatsApp message stating that I was going to try it, and so I crunched some nachos in her ear. That was that quite was mean. That was quite a find, actually, because I didn't know if they were going to turn out. <laughs> that was very cool. Um, yeah, it really was cool. Did I crunch yesterday in your ear at all, what I made for today? Yes, you did. I thought I did. Oh, yeah. We got some great crunches in in there. We do. It's a crunchy show. Well, coming up, we have Debbie making her Chex Mix. Hey there. Okay. So I have been put under duress, I have to tell you. Um, I did not realize (laughs) that um, my future was so, uh, so under under threat, but I was told in no uncertain terms that it's a good thing I decided to make this Chex Mix today as a demo because poor Randy, poor Big R, was so deprived 
that he went and bought the store brand variety out of a cellophane bag and he told me now I'm looking for the Worcestershire, also known as Worcestershire. He told me that if I didn't, if I hadn't come up with this demo, that he wasn't gonna talk to me again. <laughs> Can you believe that? <laughs> oh, how we go on. We do have fun. So I'm going to make this, and I've talked about it a number of times. I've gone through the recipe um, with you. I've, I've told you a, probably a couple of times. I don't know how many times I have to tell you. <laughs> oh, I'm just realizing I don't have one thing, but I think it'll be okay anyway. So this says to measure a lot of these cereals. I don't. I just start pouring things in. Um, the, the cereals are all gluten-free. I didn't opt to use Cheerios, even though they are now gluten-free, but I have corn and rice checks, and I have gluten-free pretzels, and I have nuts, mixed nuts. Like I said, I just start pouring in. But it says two cups of O-shaped cereal, three cups of bite-sized rice cereal, two cups of bite-sized shredded wheat. I didn't get that. One cup of nuts, one cup of thin pretzel sticks, and I got these curly pretzels instead. One half cup of butter melted, which I'm going to do. Four tablespoons of Worcestershire, a dash of Tabasco. And then this says a lot about seasoned salts, which I don't do. It says a half a teaspoon of seasoned salt, a half a teaspoon of garlic salt, a half a teaspoon of onion salt. I am just going to use sea salt and garlic powder, and I'm out of onion powder. Combine all of those dry ingredients in the crock pot. And I like this much better than the oven. And then, and then melt the butter. I use a glass measuring cup, and I just melt that in the microwave until I begin to hear just the slightest little bit of sound um, and then of it melting. And then add the rest of the other ingredients and pour over the mixture in the crock pot and stir until it's lightly coated and don't cover it. Cook on high for two hours. Stirring well enough um, every 30 minutes. I stir even more often. And then they say to turn it to low for two to six more hours. And they say it makes 10 cups. Well, I'm using a five quart crock pot. I don't even know what size, because really that would probably fit in a three-quart one, but let's see. Let me start with these cereals. It is really good. I usually make it at Christmas time, but it's sold all year round, and at Jeff's house, they call it nuts and bolts. Okay, well, this is one of the cereals. Let's see. I want to save room for everything else, so I'm not going to totally empty <laughs> empty that box. Who knows? I might end up making needing to make a second batch.
Hmm. Wow, it's getting pretty full already. <laughs> All right. I was glad to find gluten-free pretzels. I've had gluten-free pretzels before, and some people said, oh, they tasted horrible. I don't know. I'm going to find out how these are in a moment. But, you know, I had some gluten-free sesame pretzels that were really good. Let's see how these are. They just fine to me. <laughs> All right. Man, I don't think they... Yeah, they have, they have enough salt on them. I was wondering. think, oh boy, I think I will save some, and I got some mixed nuts, and um, I don't know, I don't measure, <laughs> as you can tell, <laughs> I am just going to pour these in here. Then, oh boy, I'm just going to take my hands and mix this stuff around. Now, the interesting thing is, once you start stirring this stuff with all that butter and everything, you want to you wanna stir it carefully, like from the, I'm doing it right now with my hands, from the sides to the top. And, you know, I'm like going down into it, and then I'm bringing it up. So I'm gradually bringing, and sometimes I've even poured it in where I pour in some of this, some of that, some of this, some of that, and I, you know, alternate them, but I didn't do it that way. All right, so that is all in there. Now, I'm not turning it on yet. I am getting out. Oh, good. Let's see. This is some butter and I am using butter. God, years ago I used to use margarine. I don't use that anymore, but I've got a whole stick. And I have or almost have here it is, the glass measuring cup. I like glass measuring cups for some things. Partic not so much for measuring, but Heating things and mixing things. I did plug in this crock pot. It's funny, I think my crock pot was getting a little, it was saying, hey, hey, you're ignoring me. You're using that pressure cooker and it's new on the block and I've been here for a long time. As a matter of fact, this was my mother's crock pot. I think she used to make cabbage soup in it, and I had others, but I kept this one. It does have a dent or something in the outside of it. I'll never forget the very first crock pot I ever had was, um, what is this? Oh, this must be, this is some other vinegar. Okay. 
Yeah, because I'm making sweet and sour again tomorrow. Um, the first crock pot had the inside that could not be taken out. And I remember thinking, come on, there we go. All these things have fallen off, so I'm... Uh, <laughs> so I thought that what I wanted was one of those with the inside that did come out where you got to be careful what you wish for because all of a sudden I was getting a massage one night and some people were there and they shut the refrigerator door and every time that the refrigerator door was being closed um, that crock pot was moving slightly and so all of a sudden it fell off of my refrigerator and it went everywhere everywhere I found glass in my closet <laughs> so all right I'm waiting to hear a sound of this butter beginning but I don't want it to get too oh hmm let me see I will see what I think here I'm looking for a big Hmm. Where might I find my favorite long-handled? Oh, here it is. Okay, my favorite long-handled spoon. Let me see. Are you melted yet? I don't think so because, well, yeah, actually it is, and I didn't hear much. I did not hear much um, activity, but that's good because if I heard too much activity, that would mean that it's making an absolute mess of the microwave. So now it says four tablespoons of Worcestershire, and four tablespoons is the same as a quarter of a cup, and this has not been opened yet. And they took all the paper off. I always knew my Worcestershire bottle by all of that paper left on it. Isn't that funny? Hmm. Hmm. So. Now I need to get this open because this has never been opened before. So now... Where is my cup? Here it is. Pouring, 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 pouring. Pouring, pouring, pouring. Come on, coming out slow. All right. There we go. It smells good. All right. So what I have found, if you like your Chex Mix to be spicy, my suggestion is use more Tabasco. <laughs> I'm not always big on everything being spicy, but now since I don't have all these other salts and things, 
um, that I should have. I'm just going to use, I don't know, I'm probably putting in about a tablespoon of garlic powder. <laughs> Again, not measured. <laughs> and I need my sea salt. Where is my sea salt? Uh, hmm. Uh, goodness. Let's see. Let's just get this open. And I'm pouring, I don't know, I'm probably pouring a teaspoon of salt in here. Because, remember, this is going to deal with five quarts of stuff. So, <laughs> oh, it's smelling good. Definitely smelling good. Um, mm. Oh, yeah. I wonder what it needs. Seems like it could use a little more salt. Hmm. And maybe maybe, maybe um, hmm. a little more A little more garlic? What did I do with it? Huh. Let's see. Yeah, here it is. Let's just throw some more of this in because I... Oh, goodness. Okay. You know, things like this can go by... Go by feel and go by taste. I think too many people don't cook because they're... Don't do a lot of things thinking I gotta do it right. But right is what feels right. Right is what tastes right. And, you know. So, I'm just making sure there are no. Now I'm gonna turn this crock pot on high. And I am just going to. Pour this over all of this luscious stuff. And then I'm going to use this big spoon and very carefully, very carefully, whoa, I think I've got some Braille on the counter. Braille seasonings. <laughs> Movable Braille on the counter. Mm. <laughs> so, what's really interesting, though, is, you know, I mean, you can tell by this. You can tell you want to feel, you want to gradually, all that on top is gradually sinking down in, but you also want to mix it so that it's because it, you don't want it to get soggy and if it isn't mixed some would get soggy and some would burn 
So that's what I'm doing. And it's so neat because in the oven, I don't know, the first, the only time I ever did this in the oven, I burned myself. I don't burn myself with this. All right, and I can tell by the sound. Like I'm hearing it, it's real crunchy in some places. That means that none of this stuff on top has reached it yet. So you wanna to try to get it to be coated. And they say, you know, every half hour or something. Oh man, I mix a lot more than that. And especially in the beginning, and especially because this thing is so full, <laughs> it's really up to the brim, <laughs> up to the... And what I'm doing is I'm noticing that there's still a lot more buttery stuff on top. So I am digging it up from the bottom and the middle and sending this that's on top down further into it. getting pretty good here with this being coated. I've been rotating the crock pot a little bit, at least the inside of it, and now I'm really down in it and I'm just turning my spoon so that it is pretty much all coated. Now I'm even using my hands some. And Yep, I can feel it heating up on the outside. So that would mean that I probably won't want to be using my hands much um, as it goes along, particularly if the bottom starts getting really hot or anything. But yeah, I'm leaving it for a few minutes. I think that it's good. Um, the other thing that I have found is after at least two hours, I, you know, I'm still stirring it, and if it tastes done, I don't cook it another four hours. Now, let me see how this tastes. Now, mmm. Obviously, it's going to get much stronger, but I can taste that everything is there from the sides to the top. There's some that sounds like it hasn't gotten any. <laughs> I always hope it's not going to be too spicy, but I think one time it was. One year I did get it too spicy. <laughs> but other years not spicy enough. And I've been like, gosh, what is it? I used to add Cajun seasoning, and you could. Um, you could put popcorn in this as well. There was another one my mother and I made that was a bunch of popcorn and other things. Mm. Mm. Oh yeah, this is going to be so good. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. That's my problem. I start eating it while I'm making it. <laughs> <laughs> 
and I'm still stirring and tasting, and wow, the, <laughs> the flavor is definitely stronger. I sure hope everybody likes it as spicy <laughs> as, I, as I do. It's a little bit spicy. So, all right, happy Chex Mix. Yes, and we have Randy with popcorn. Oh. Well, you've got to have the corniest person here making popcorn. Yes, uh, well, so <laughs> check it out. <laughs> check it out, yeah. So, yeah, because people probably were with mouths watering last week waiting for this popcorn. So oh, you were all excited about it. Oh, I know. I was really excited to do it for you. Making my mouth water, having to, you know, take, you, you messaged me like after 11 o'clock at night to tell me how wonderful this demo is now. Yeah, I did. <laughs> And boy, it better hold up now. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, at eleven o'clock at night, you messaged me to. I'm thinking, what's important? What's going on? Oh, it was about how wonderful your demo is. Mm -hmm. You yeah. were really proud, though. Actually, I, I am. I'm, I'm really glad the way it turned out, and uh, I hope you and are. You had too. fun eating it. Well, I'm. I'm telling you, I'm not going to tell you what it is, but I, I because I explained this in the demo. You already, well, we already said it's your popcorn. Oh, but it's a special kind. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not just ordinary popcorn. Mm. Yum. Well, I can tell you. I can tell you. It's uh, Parmesan popcorn. Mm. With, a, with a couple of little extra oh. twists. Well, yeah, and I'm glad you did say, because, you know, they always say the cheese stands alone, and, and I think that farm was getting a little lonely out there. It really so was, yeah. Hello, everybody. It's your friend, the big R. I am going to do a demonstration for you. This is popcorn day. I'm going to use a popcorn popper that you sit on the stove and it's called a whirly pop. Now why I like the whirly pop, I happen to like popcorn that you cook yourself either on the stove or in an electric popper. I personally think it tastes better. You can add your own seasonings, you can add salt or not, butter or not. You can just custom make your popcorn. Now the reason that I chose the whirly pop is because when you put your oil in you can use one tablespoon or less or you can use two if you like. They don't recommend you use more. It's a kettle that has a cover and stirring rods on the bottom that kind of look like a propeller. And I'll explain this to you. I'm recording, by the way, on a Bookport Plus. So let's go grab the Whirly Popper. If you're using an electric stove, they want you to put it on a larger burner. They want you to turn the burner on on an electric stove so the burner heats up. So when the oil starts heating, it gets up around 400 degrees, thus giving you the perfect popcorn popping temperature. And you start the popcorn itself cold and give the crank a stir. Keep stirring it until it heats up to pop the popcorn. All right, so now we gotta find that popper. Oh, here it is. It is a kettle, and you can hear it. Made out of aluminum. So if you drop it, it will dent. Uh, you can find Whirly Popper on Amazon, and it's about $24 or so. And it has two clips, one on the left and one on the right. The one on the right and the one on the left, if you pull up on the clips, it will release the top from the kettle. Now I'll, I'll tap the kettle so you can hear it. 
they want a seasoned popcorn popper. And what I mean by that is when you first get your popcorn popper, put a little oil. You can use vegetable. You can use basically any kind of oil you want. I prefer coconut oil. I love coconut oil when I make popcorn. It's just absolutely delicious, ladies and gentlemen. So you take a little bit of oil. You uh, And I mean just put your dip your finger in the oil, rub it on the bottom, rub it all around the sides, put your popcorn popper on to heat for about one minute, take it off the burner, and your popcorn popper is seasoned. Now I have the top part in my hand. The top part has a crank and a handle, and the handle is made out of wood. It has two gears at the very top that uh, turn when you turn the handles. They mesh and they turn the propellers, which is uh, a long rod at the bottom and two propellers. They look like little pro propellers at the bottom and the function of them is that you can stir the kernels of popcorn when they are being heated so that every single kernel has oil on it. I'll clamp the cover on. Now the handle, um, when I turn it sounds like this. The cover has two flaps. Uh, one has a clip on the other end and one has an opening. Um, they, they both open like wings kind of. They're basically all they are, two doors. And the two doors are so that you can actually raise the doors of the little flaps open so you can pour the corn in. And it has a clamp that clamps shut. The other one has no clamp on it. The doors have little vents to let the steam out so your popcorn does not get wet. If you had steam in your popcorn, it would get wet and it would taste icky. <laughs> That's the only word I can use. I do things a little bit differently. I take the cover completely off so that I can set it down and put my oil and popcorn in it. And I have, you know, an open space on which to put my popcorn and oil in. I'm going to make one of my favorite popcorn uh, dishes right now. And that is... Uh, coconut oil, a little seasoned salt, and Parmesan cheese, and a dash of olive oil at the very end. Uh, and I'm going to explain why I do this. Number one, olive oil is good for you. Number two, uh, it's really great on popcorn, and uh, it's a way to get a little olive oil into your system. If, if you so choose, it's way better than butter. I don't like butter on my popcorn, but I like just a little tiny spritz of olive oil, uh, and that will make the salt and the Parmesan cheese stick. So the first thing we should all do when we're in the kitchen, and I try to do this, is get all the ingredients we're going to need together so that it can be one uh, beautiful work of art when you're making your popcorn. I'm going to find the coconut oil. Now I buy coconut oil and I have um, extra virgin coconut oil in a big container. It's huge, it's in a plastic jug. Then I'm going to get my seasoned salt. Put that on the cabinet. Now I'm going to go to the refrigerator and get my Parmesan cheese. Okay, we have Parmesan cheese in a can. And I will uh, put that on the counter. Go get olive oil. Put that on the counter. So let's line things up. Salt, olive oil, Parmesan cheese. I line them up so that I can grab them because the popcorn popper is hot. I will explain. I take off the cover when I'm pouring popcorn 
into a bowl because I don't use these little doors that I was telling you about because I just like to have a fully open top. I take the popcorn popper and I use something called a Kitchen Buddy which is silicone hand slots actually you know it's the, the, the hand slips into a pocket and it's silicone so it stands a lot of heat and you won't burn yourself and I will pull the cooking buddy off the fridge handle so you can hear it let me flap it for you <laughs> now let me go get a bowl we will be making four quarts of popcorn just enough for two people or a lot for one I'll set my bowl down All right the first thing I'm going to do is uh, turn on the stove it's an electric stove I'll turn it on to heat that's what they want and they want medium-high heat and I use um, Bob's Red Mill popcorn and you can get that on Amazon I love Bob's Red Mill popcorn and there's so many different choices of popcorn that you can use um, in your popper you can use white, yellow, big kernel, butterfly kernel, um, small kernel, and I like them all. Check out other flavors on Amazon that you'll like. But let's get some coconut oil out. Uh, unscrew the cover. And I'm going to grab a tablespoon. And coconut oil, guys, is very solid when it's cold. And it liquefies when it's hot. So it's it's like shortening. So I'm gonna get out of here. Drop my drop my lid. This is live cooking. Alright, so we'll get hear that drop into the popcorn popper. And I have to make sure that I get everything off the spoon because it's cold. And I just scrape it off with my fingers, put the spoon in the sink. And uh, I'm gonna grab the cover that fell right side up of the coconut oil put the cover back on now I'm gonna grab a paper towel and wipe my fingers off because the oil got on my fingertips and I don't want to touch everything and smear everything over with coconut oil all right I'm gonna put the oil uh, back in the cupboard close the cupboard door all right now we're set to put our popcorn in and we use an even half a cup. I, I have a half a cup already in my popcorn box. And we just scoop a half a cup out. Alright, and now we will pour the popcorn into the popper. And we will put the half a cup measure back. Lock the box. And we're done with that part of it. Alright, we're all set. We're going to put the lid on the whirly pop. Clamp the lids down. The covers, those little covers I was telling you about. And we're going to go over to the stove and we're going to set it on the stove. And the stove is a nice medium heat. Feels kind of good in this cold weather, actually. Uh, so I'm going to set the popcorn popper right directly on the burner. And now I'm going to start turning the handle. And it's going to coat each individual kernel. And I'm turning it very slowly. 
it usually takes about four minutes to do a batch of popcorn. I'm holding the handle with my left hand and with my right hand I'm turning the crank. In a little while you begin to hear the oil make a little noise in the uh, whirly pop. Okay, can you hear it? Hear the oil? Let me get a book for it. Alright, start stirring because they don't want you to let it uh, they don't want you to not stir. That's the oil. In this popcorn popper, you can make savory popcorn, you can make sweet popcorn, you can um, add brown sugar and salt and make a sweeter popcorn. And sometimes I do that. It's more like a caramel corn that way. And I always use coconut oil if I have it on hand. Okay, it's just starting to pop now. And it really gets going. I will be quiet so you can hear the popcorn as it pops. kernels popping because you don't want to burn your popcorn. Moving the popper up to the left of the stove. I'm going to grab my kitchen buddy and I'm going to remove the clips. Put my hands in the pockets. Now I'm going to raise the left clip up, the right clip, and I'm going to gradually pull the popcorn lid, popper lid off. I have to be very careful because it's very full. And can you hear propellers coming out? Alright, now I'm going to go over and just lay this in the clean, empty sink. There's the popcorn lid and it's not wet, it's perfectly dry. And we're going to take the popcorn. Oh, look at this. It's so full and good. I'm going to take the popcorn over to the big bowl. I'm going to dump it directly into the bowl. 
usually there's about two or three popcorn seeds. The correct term is actually uh, kernels that have not been popped. All right, so I'm going to set the popcorn popper on the left-hand part of the stove. I'm going to grab the lid from the sink, grab a paper towel, and wipe off the propellers just to make sure that they are nice and clean. I'm going to put the lid back on. Clamp the lid shut. And we're all ready to add the ingredients. All right, the first thing I'm going to do is grab a little olive oil, a tablespoon, pour it onto the popcorn. I'm going to take my seasoned salt, take the cover off of it, shake a little bit into the popcorn. Not too much. I don't like my popcorn very salty. I'm going to put the seasoned salt back into the cabinet, close the door, and I'm going to take Parmesan cheese and shake that in. Open the lid, shake some in, put my hand by it so I know how much is coming out. Alright, here comes the fun part. Um, I'm going to put the oil back, Parmesan cheese back in the fridge. Alright, I'm going to take my hands, this is the fun part, and mix it all up. I wish you were here to smell this popcorn. It just smells so good. I'll wipe my hands off a little bit into the popcorn bowl because I'm getting a little salt and Parmesan cheese and I've got to make sure that as much gets coated as I can. If you don't want to put olive oil on, you don't have to. If you don't want to put butter on, you don't have to, but it's a little drier. It still tastes good. This just happens to be a method that I have learned from watching cooking shows and uh, watching Dr. Oz. He was saying olive oil is really good on popcorn, so I thought I'd try it. It's just absolutely wonderful. All right, it's all mixed up. And that's how you make popcorn in the Whirly Popper. Um, Tasting is believing. Let's see if it's as good as I think it will be. Take some out of the bowl. Open my mouth. <laughs> oh, guys. This is the kind of snack that you can, it's good for you. You can stick your hand in the bowl and do it again which is what I'm going to do, and I hope you enjoy this demonstration, and I am enjoying eating this delicious popcorn. I hope you enjoyed this demonstration. I have to go. Oh, guys, you know, there's so many things out there that you can 
you can make, uh, and they don't require a whole lot of work. Uh, but yeah, boy, are they good to eat? They are, and you know when you when you go somewhere or you have people over and you have a bowl of something yummy to share, you know, suddenly you're the most popular person. <laughs> well, believe it or not, I always go for salsa and oh. and chips. I, I they just you know I'm drawn to that table. I don't care if there's chips and dip or d'oeuvres of any kind. I I just gravitate toward the uh, chips and salsa. I just I love salsa. I do too. I would love to even learn more about salsa dancing, but aside from that, <laughs> uh, when I discovered salsa eating and making, mm-hmm. I felt like I was giving myself something really good so I would not gravitate as much toward cheese and dips. Yep. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm the same way. And I may have told the story on the air, but I don't know that I did. I kept getting these little bowl of, of uh, salsas in the Mexican restaurant that I really liked. And finally, I told her, you know, it would really <laughs> make a difference if uh, you would uh, bring me a large bowl of salsa because I'm just going to keep calling you back here. Because some of those bowls of salsa. They're so little. You can hardly get a chip in them. Yep, I know. <laughs> And she said, well, you know, uh, uh, and finally the manager that I knew uh, in this restaurant said, would you just bring him a, what he wants? Bring him a huge bowl of salsa. You know, and the waitress, I think, got a little miffed. Oh. And she, she um, just about the circumstances, you know, so she brought me, <laughs> she brought me a salad bowl full of salsa. Guess what I did with it? Yeah, you you didn't put it over your head. <laughs> no, but I ate the entire bowl. I bet you did. <laughs> the entire bowl, and they kept bringing me. I think it, I think it took me three baskets to eat oh them, I, and I did it just to spite her because, I, you know, um, I was not going to be outdone. By That's <laughs> right. That's right. Well, I'm also very happy to say that the Chex Mix that I I have made for this show is gluten-free because all of the Chex Mix cereals are gluten-free and I got gluten-free pretzels. So mm-hmm. if you are thinking, gosh, Debbie says she's eating gluten-free, but she sure has given us a lot of recipes that are not gluten-free, this one is. Yes, it is. And, oh, it's so good. I had to eat some for breakfast. It is so Good. So when it cooled down, how uh, how did it taste? Absolutely delicious. I mean, I I had to, you know, taste it periodically to make sure it was going well. You, you know, to. in in all mm. that stirring, all those samples, you know. But what I found is that the flavor enhances the longer that it takes with the stirring to get all of the other ingredients around it. So there's kind of a oh, just a pleasing. A little bit of salty Worcestershire taste. Kind of like me as I age. <laughs> <laughs> but as it's in, as you've eaten it and you're being, you're getting done with it, all of a sudden there's a little bit of a woo kick. Yeah. Because of that Tabasco sauce. Mm-mm-mm. Now I wonder if the Tabasco sauce uh, could be replaced with. Now I love Tabasco. But I wonder if you could use, if you didn't have it on hand, I wonder if you could use, like, Frank's hot sauce. Oh, sure. Any other hot sauce mm-hmm. would work. Sure. I love Frank's hot sauce. Okay. Well, you sure could. And I did not measure, if you remember hearing mm-hmm. it. I, I just held that bottle. <laughs> <laughs> and you can hear it drip, drip, drip. And, you know, I was like, oh, okay, that's enough. And 
But, oh gosh, I have made it some years where it wasn't spicy enough and one year where it was too spicy. But mostly I was able to add more and wow. Love hot sauce. Yeah. I I love it on fried chicken. Um, Oh, me too. Really? Yes. Interesting. I was in this little bar uh, restaurant one time and I knew the guy really well. His name is Jerry up in North Minneapolis. And I was eating fried chicken. It was because I, I, I loved his fried chicken. It was so good. But we'd always joke around, and the bar got quiet whenever I walked in because he knew there's bantering that's going to be going on. And uh, I said, "I'd like a fried chicken dinner." And the guy said, "Sure." And I said, <laughs> "And it came." And I go, I, "I need a bottle of Tabasco sauce." And he goes, "Are you serious, really?" And I go, "Yeah, really, I'm serious." And he brought it over, and it was the biggest bo- <laughs> bottle. On, honest to God, it was the biggest <laughs> bottle of Tabasco I'd ever seen. It must have been. <clears throat> A quart bottle. I've never, it was oh, obviously a restaurant supply bottle. Yeah. Right? And he sat on the table and he says, well, why do you want this? And I said, well, I'm going to do something to kill the taste. <laughs> oh. But he, he, he knew they had some of the best fried chicken in town. And he also smoked these delightful ribs. So we'd always banter back and forth. And there goes the phone. I love um, Popeye's spicy fried chicken and... Our grocery store, Publix, used to have a spicy variety, and they stopped. But, oh, I loved it versus just regular fried chicken. And I don't know if all they do is pour hot sauce on it or if they do something different to get it spicy when they're frying it, but... Oh, it's got to be in the batter. It's got to be. I would think. Mm -hmm. And I was so sorry they stopped making it at that grocery store. But I always get spicy when when I'm at Popeye's and I haven't been in a while. But oh, do I love it. We don't have one around here. No Popeye's around here at all. Um, But I I, honestly, this is a true story. I did hear that uh, there were uh, there was a doctor that originally brought in Popeye's uh, fried chicken. Wow. And, and, really? Yeah, and he backed them, um, you know, backed Popeyes uh, for bringing uh, their fare um, to uh, the country, I believe. And hmm. the funny thing about that, we did have a Popeyes by where we lived in uh, the Minneapolis area. I lived in South Minneapolis. And right next to the Popeye's fried chicken, there was a doctor's clinic. <laughs> oh, how funny. It really was because you'd think, well, it's got to be so close that you know, people could just walk right in, you know, if they have issues with fried chicken. That's true. Well, you know, I mean, some people say a certain amount of spicy is good for us. Some say, no, it's really not. But, you know, I have a feeling a certain amount of it is good for us. Oh, yeah. And you know, and so, yeah. Oh, that is really, really nice. I love Popeyes. I hardly ever get there, but oh, mm. yum. I don't know where that would come in that spicy isn't good for us. I mean, I have eaten spicy stuff all my life. Uh, ever since, well, ever since I was about eight, I was introduced to my very first taco well, and salsa. I think some people have gone to the extreme of let's get it more and more and more and more spicy. And maybe that's not been good for um, taste buds and I don't know. Other, I don't know I, um, I just know I like it. Yeah. But, it, I mean, I'm not one for habanero and, you know, the I don't, I'm not one that eats a lot of chili peppers and all that. But, oh, 
I mean, yeah, to a degree, I love it. Just the opposite. I, I really no, I don't like it as hot as I can possibly get it. Like, uh, like ghost peppers and stuff. I don't like that. But, um, but I do like a, a lot of spicy stuff. So mm-hmm. but, you know, it's all personal taste. Yeah, taste. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's time for a sound bite. No, it's time for sound bite. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So this sound bite is one that occurred to me. You know, I love Braille. I think Braille is great everywhere in, well, in most cases. I don't really care for movable Braille on the counter that is like spilled food. (laughs) (laughs) But... Where I know I don't want Braille is on dishes uh, that have, you know, have you ever been in a restaurant and you feel the silverware and it's like, hey, there's Braille on this, Mm -hmm. (laughs) meaning there's some kind of something on this that doesn't feel so clean. And I remember joking years ago and saying, hey, you know, you got to get all the Braille off the dishes and uh, whether you wash them by hand. Now, there are dishwashers where you can throw things in and you don't have to wash them. And that's great. What I would say, if you want to do it that way, make sure you place things so they will get soap and water and so that the water will be able to come out of them. And the sooner you run it, the better. Because if you let it let it stay in there thinking, well, it's not full yet, and you wait about three days, and then you run it, uh, and things are not cleaned off, it may be harder to get all that Braille off. So that's my sound bite. You want to make sure you get all the Braille off your dishes. Braille is great, <laughs> but I want to read it, not eat it. Oh, yeah. What a great <laughs> sound bite. <laughs> <laughs> What a great bite. Good. Yeah, I enjoyed that one. (laughs) Well, it looks like we're going to close for now. I can't really think of anything more except uh, keep snacking and keep yakking. Keep yakking, snacking, and um, if you're not sure that you're as comfortable in the kitchen, then just keep at it, and I hear... You know, people say, oh, I'm not really cooking yet, but get to cooking and have fun. Get cracking. Yeah. Especially <laughs> if they're nuts. trying to think of something. <laughs> uh, what? Especially if they're nuts. Yeah. I don't mean the people are. are nuts, but I mean, you know, if there's nuts around. That's yeah. right. And we are. Yeah. So remember, we still want those submissions coming in about your experiences in the kitchen that haven't turned Thank out you. so well. And even the ones that have. You yeah. know, you can send us the ones that have turned out well, the ones that haven't. Uh, if you have something you want to cook and or you have cooked and you want to record a demo for us, you want to share some recipes, share some thoughts. We want to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Just call and say howdy because if you don't, we don't know that you're actually listening. What is cooking? We are happy to hear from you. And we have a new phone number, 206-736-9301. Email hazelnuts at acbradio.org and find us on Twitter at acbhazelnuts. We give out demerits after a while. Somebody said demerits? I haven't heard that phrase in so long. But uh, when, when I was growing up, they were called referrals. But I tease people. I say, if I find out that you're not listening or you leave early or something, you get a demerit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs>
on the good energy mix on Monday, I tell people sometimes, you know, I'm looking through my magic mirror and I can tell if you're out there. And even if you're lurking, I I start mentioning <laughs> names of people that I know listen sometimes. Yeah. It's like, I see you. Yeah, I was sure on Romper Room, they'd say Debbie every time and I knew they saw me. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, that brings another Cooking with the Hazelnuts show to a close. Good. (laughs) Yeah, I enjoyed that one. It sounds like it. Before closing, I'd like to explain something. Debbie does not know this. I made her batch of Chex Mix. I'm about ready to sample it. Here we go. I have it in a big plastic container. I'm going to open it up. Stick my hand in. And we're going to taste it right on the air. Mmm. <laughs> oh, you have to try this recipe, ladies and gentlemen. It's great. Well, that's about it. We'll see you next week on Cooking with the Hazelnuts. Bye-bye, ladies and gentlemen. You bet. Take good care. <laughs>